Kainos, Kainos, fresh tongues, Kainos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kainos. At your life and feel that you did not sin too much. Are you getting the point? That your uncle that is a Dibia, you are not getting me. We think now, as I said before, whether you actually you can say with your mouth that all have sinned, but somewhere in your heart, you think you are better. They are probably better than your wife or your husband. But before God, all of you are the same. You needed the same kind of help. The same quantity of help that um what's his name? What's that guy that is sells human parts those days? The same help that Clifford Oji needed is the one you needed. I know you will not believe it. <laughs> the same kind of help. The same kind of help that Osama bin Laden needed is the one that you needed. Nothing different. What it takes to rescue Osama is what it takes to rescue you. No higher price was paid. Your accounting is poor. Your accounting capacity in the spirit is very poor. Many times we account it upwards. Sometimes we do it. For you to understand what I'm teaching, you need to know accounting well. You need to be a banker. You need to, you need to be a statistician. You need to be a mathematician. So that you'll be able to balance the ledger. According to the scripture, the word that is used for accounting for what it took for the sin of man to be dealt with is the word remittance. And the word remittance talks about debt that is owed. There is an app that is called remitter. That remitter must have the capacity to make accurate balancing of the ledger upwards and downwards and make sure that none of the ledger is suffering. Before you have ever done anything in this world in the name of Jesus a ledger was balanced on your account and the raw material with which that ledger was balanced is what we call the blood when he rose up he came to the scales of divine balances that is in heaven and all the names of people that has ever seen that is sinning that we ever seen they were put on that ledger one side of the balance was hanging low until Jesus appeared on the scene. Say, put my blood on the other side. So at that instance at Calvary, the blood of the atonement was able to weigh higher than anything any man has done. The Bible said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, even the good man have seen Osama have seen you have seen according to God all of you have come short of the glory of God and you are needing the same measure of grace to be drawn into the expanse of God called his righteousness and when we exercise faith in what Jesus did the scripture called us righteous by the impartation of God that was made available by the sacrifice of Jesus we became inductees of God by faith and the scripture said that same work of grace that extended justification to us and brought us to a point where a new nature was imparted to us 
that same work of grace went further to the second stanza and the name of the second stanza is sanctification so if you are able to balance the ledger in the first stanza why are you struggling to balance the ledger in the second stanza are you doubting that you are born again why are you doubting that you are sanctified the reason why i'm telling you this is because the measure of your revelation of that work that god did will determine how much you will experience of it are you getting what i'm saying i told you for a man to have faith correctly he has to properly do accounting that means the bible said that the faith is the substance of things hoped for are you get is it not true the better word to use there is that faith is the substantiation of things hoped for are you getting the point meaning that god you don't have faith in limbo for a man to have faith it means that the reality of what he's trying to draw into this realm is in the other realm but we need to substantiate we need to make a real thing in the spirit a real thing in your context the process of making a real thing in the spirit a real thing in your own context is what we call faith before ever your faith gave you a healing somebody has been healed by his faith is it not true that means healing is a spiritual fact a reality that people has been laying hold on even before you ever got healed by your own faith that means that healing is a real thing in the spirit it is a spiritual thing it is something that is real in the presence of a spiritual being so because of that it is real when a man draws from that reality and ministers it into a reality in his own context it is called faith it is called a substantiation in your own context that is what is called faith because you cannot just say it is substance on its own because it is substance in your own context you have to understand it because before you ever made use of that thing because of your faith somebody has used it is it not true Kenneth Hagen was healed by his faith. Is it not true? That means before we ever got healed by our faith, somebody has gotten healed by his own faith. And that means he laid hold on a reality in the spirit. Is it not true? That means that thing has been real in the spirit before I was even born. When I was born, that thing has to be made real in my own context for me to benefit from it. For 2,000 years, it has been real. But for it to be real in my own context, it needs to be substantiated. The process of substantiating it is what we now call faith. If you are with me so far, say amen. amen. Righteousness is a real thing. The justification of God that came to you in the same way. That righteousness that is in Christ Jesus. There is sanctification in Christ Jesus. And it is a real thing. That sanctification comes to you as a result of faith too. But remember that as God counted it for you for righteousness, just as he did for Abraham when you extended your faith, if you extend your faith too, in the matter of sanctification, it will be counted for you that you are holy. But there is a challenge. This is the challenge. 
when you were born again, your accounting was 100%. Eh? You were able to do balance the check well, balance the ledger, and you understood. Your understanding of what it takes was 100%. But when he came to sanctification, he said, God, if he's lying, I know you have dealt with lying. Eh? But this stealing, this kleptomaniac tendency, it came from my grandfather. It went to my father. Then it, it has come, caught up with me now. Eh? I, I believe you can do it. I believe you. I believe. I believe. I, I put it to you. You don't believe. Because the word believe in the context of sanctification has to do with reckoning. And that word reckoning is account. Is accounting. It means that you have done account. You have properly made a correct evaluation of the spiritual quantity that you are laying hold on. But based on what is in your heart, it is obvious that you did not calculate well. And faith cannot, you, your faith is hanging in limbo. The substance of your faith is vague because you did not calculate well. When you want to lay hold on something, the valuation in the spirit is 14. But your valuation is 10. Will your faith hold? No. Faith is an exact quantity. It takes an exact quantity to draw it here. So if you have not entered by revelation into the exact quantity it takes to draw by faith that to this realm. Remember, you did not do anything. Just like justification was by faith. And it was drawing from the grace that Jesus made available. And grace meaning that God have done everything and you needing not to do anything. In the same way, Jesus have done everything about sanctification. You needing not to do anything. But you need to draw on that by faith. And that faith has to be based on correct accounting. And according to the scripture, that accounting word is reckoning. And reckoning is like remittance. You have balanced the ledger. And by revelation, you have entered into the exact quantity of material in the spirit it takes for you to lay hold on what it takes to break free from addiction. Until that revelation hits you, fast for 100 years, nothing will change. We don't fight from vic for victory, we fight from victory. It is when revelation comes, you begin to labor with it. Prayer without revelation is weakening. Fasting without revelation will just give you ulcer. It is because your count, your ledger is correct. You record from there. I wonder why things are still the same. Huh? And sometimes, because you know how to balance the ledger, you come out and you check it. Say, I'm free from this. Then tomorrow you lied again. You tell Satan you are the one that lied, that made me lie. From my calculation, this one is no more like this. It's like this. Tomorrow, Satan will try to confuse you. Has it not happened to you? Have you not solved mass, solved mass, solved mass, and the thing block your head? You left it and continue tomorrow. That's what Satan does to us many times. Huh? But I know my mass. I know. I know that one plus one is two. I know. When I did it in justification, why is he working in why is he not working in sanctification? Satan will come to deceive you. All he's doing is is vain. Is a lie. Your one plus one is actually two. 
the revelation have to hit you. Your faith has to be based on your understanding of that. Your prayer has to be based on that light. That light. You are not trying to be free. You are not trying to be there. You are there. And Satan is trying to bring you down. So what you are doing, you are fighting to maintain the position you already have in Christ. Satan, why are you stealing what Jesus gave me? Why are you trying to steal it? Why? It's a two different things. The other one is fighting for victory. The other one is fighting for victory. There is fight in both. But if you are fighting for victory, that means you know how it's going to end. Satan, I know how it will end. It will end in my favor. It will end in my victory. <laughs> Are you getting the point? So you can discipline yourself. You can say you will not touch woman. You can say don't touch anybody. Don't hold hands. Like some of the instructions we give here. Those instructions is weak for a man that have not entered into revelation. Huh? There are people not touching you physically but in their heart they are hugging you like this. I'm telling you. There are people that come to meetings like this. They tell them to not to hold hands, not to shake hands. But when they look at you, bro, as you are, when they look at you, they hug you. When they look at a sister, they hug the sister and hold the sister for one minute. In their mind, they are hugging you like this. But physically, they, they greet you. Bring out your hand. They greet you like this. But in their heart, they are hugging. Something is wrong. I'm trusting God to give us supreme power over sin. You have to make it a prayer. The reason why I'm telling you this is because if you understand what the gospel is, probably from tomorrow, I will start with the understanding of the gospel. I think that's what I will stand. There are five key points I need to give you as a basis to understand the gospel. But the gospel is fundamentally a matter about sin. A lot of people tell you, don't talk about sin, don't talk about sin. The gospel is about sin. It was about sin before it was about grace. It was about sin before it was about any other thing. Hmm? The gospel is good news. It was good news because there was bad news before. It was good news because all hope was lost. For all have sinned. There was no hope. There was no hope. Suddenly, the gospel came. All hope is not lost. Men can once more, one more time believe. We can one more time believe. All hope is not lost. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. It means that what Satan used, what did it take Satan to bring man where we are now? Satan is saying. What is the problem of this earth? See after me, sin. What is the problem of the universe? Sin. It took sin. Sin is the basic thing that draws us down. There are two most important warfares that will ever take place in the universe. Two warfares. There are two warfares you must win. There are two warfares every man must win. Show me can you show me? Somebody read for me Romans chapter 8. Two warfare. And that warfare is the warfare against Romans 8 verse 2. 
said that the law we will very soon examine those laws the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of what sin and death your two greatest enemy is sin and death if I have time I will teach you how sin and death is your enemy satan actually has two powers the first power that satan have is the power of sin and that's why if you must be a great man in god you must have power over sin it's not optional the proof that you really have dominion from god and in god is your power over sin don't believe any man that says he have no matter what a man has in the name of jesus he doesn't have anything yet when he doesn't have dominion over sin not yet not yet maybe later but not yet if you have me say amen dominion over sin two enemies first one sin the second one death the bible said that the last enemy that will be defeated is what two enemies you are here because of these two enemies and anytime you see sin, death is very close. They always walk hand in hand. Huh? Sometimes death will start walking before sin comes. Many times for the believer, it is the work of death that finally leads you to sin. Let me give you an example. Some days you wake up, you don't feel like praying again that week. Fasting, you don't feel like. That is death. It is death at work in you. And if that death lingers long enough, you will enter into sin. Sin and death. They are brothers. These are the real power that Satan has. He trusted so much huh, that he didn't believe that Jesus would defeat sin and death. He didn't believe it. That's why when Jesus rose from the dead, the apostles, they spoke. They said, even death could not hold him captive. Even death. Even death. The teaching of Christ that brings redemption and dominion for the believer is the teaching from the point of ascension and resurrection. The power of the life that we live as believers is the power of resurrection. Do you know why, sister? Resurrection was the proof that Jesus is stronger than sin. Because if Jesus was not stronger than sin, he wouldn't rise from the dead. I hope you know. If, if, if you are in sin, if you live in sin, eh, you have no reason from the dead. Death will not lose you. Death will hold you. So when Jesus carried the sin of humanity and went to hell, Satan was thinking that that sin that he carried will be a license for him to hold him there. But when they checked the balances, the scripture said, for him who knew no sin was made sin. So that means on his own account, he knew no sin, but he was made sin. And that sin that he was made is what Satan was seeing. But when Satan touched him, he found out that it was a righteous man. And the righteousness of God has to be met. For Satan, killing a righteous man, ah, that is, a, is an unrighteousness. And God has to balance it. So the mighty Holy Ghost went to hell. 
He said, I'm here searching for a righteous man that was killed unjustly. So it was not just that Jesus rose. When Jesus was rising, he said, they asked, I'm, I'm now paraphrasing, they asked him, how do we balance the ledger? How do we balance the ledger? We killed you and you don't deserve it. You're a righteous man and you died. So the whole of hell has to pay for killing a righteous man. Jesus said, this is my payment. Let every man that has ever been killed because of his unrighteousness be set free. That was what the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter 5. Huh? From that day, Satan doesn't have right to hold anybody. It is not actually optional for somebody to be... Before somebody ever expressed his faith in Christ Jesus, his, everything about him has been paid. Before you ever walked in holiness and sanctification, everything about it has been paid. Before you ever walked in the anointing, I told you people that the third work of grace is what? To receive power. Before you ever walked in the anointing, it has been paid for. The Bible said it in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. said that you will know the greatness of the power of God to you all. When God raised Jesus from the dead, that means that his rising is a proof that all power has been invested. There is power. Power to live above sin. When you see people fornicating, you wonder what you wonder how did a man step down to this level? Because, because of your understanding of what Jesus did, your God status has been activated. Huh? When a man enters into the revelation of what I'm teaching, he enters the God mode. There is a God mode. And the Bible said that he that is born of God does not sin. It is God mode. Don't you remember say God mode? <laughs> revelation of whom Jesus sees and what he has done and how he transmitted it to you by the power of his resurrection activates your God mood so when you step out he said somebody like me cannot fornicate it is not pride it is the God dimension huh? the God mood is activated at that realm so the power of living holy is not first a doing, it is first a being. And that being is entered into by revelation. Certainly revelation. Oh my God. Pray for one minute. Say, God, open my eyes. Pray it in prayer. Open my eyes. Open my eyes so that I will properly balance the ledger. Open my eyes so that I will properly balance the ledger. Your struggles are because you have not seen. If only you can see. Oh my God. 
when Jesus died, I was there and I died with him. My old man is hanging down the cross. Oh my God. I reckon. I reckon. My accounting. My accounting. My ledger is balanced, oh God. I balance my ledger. I am there. My old man is there on the cross. I balance my ledger. Somebody balance your ledger. The reason why you struggle with sin is because you don't know how to balance the ledger. You don't know how to balance the ledger. Record, record by revelation. It takes revelation for you to be able to balance ledger. A man cannot reckon when he has not gotten revelation. You need to balance the ledger. Improve my capacity in spiritual accounting. In Christ, you are not an angry man. You are a gentleman that Satan is trying to make angry. You are not fighting for victory, you are fighting from victory. In Christ, you are not suffering from masturbation. You are a holy man that Satan is trying to put masturbation upon. It makes all the difference. Revelation, revelation. Revelation helps you to balance the ledger. If you don't have revelation, you cannot balance the account. Let's close fall from our eyes. Let's close fall. Let the power of the enemy that he has brought over us, let the veil of darkness that has shielded us from entering into the light of the revelation of what Jesus has brought us into. Let it fall away. Let it fall away. A new thing happens to us today, and an entrance is made for us into the marvelous light. Start. I will trust the Holy Spirit to help us to understand the gospel. The scripture said in the book of Romans chapter 1 that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. It doesn't matter whether he's seen, whether, whatever it is, the gospel is the power. So we need to, under, by tomorrow God helping us, we understand the gospel. The understanding of the gospel hands to you the power. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. You can cast your seed and offering. Tomorrow we meet again by 5 p.m. I'm trusting God to be able to get to the principle of identification and substitution. Before we come to that point that you are expecting, 
by the time we come to the test stage when we now pray the power of Satan some of you are actually demonized but when you hear my teaching including the demon we live your blessing Jesus 